This is the Puppy Training Podcast, episode 135, How to Make Drop It Fun for Your Dog. This podcast is designed to help you on your journey of becoming best friends through love and learning as you train your own dog from home. And I'm here to help you every step of the way. This is the Puppy Training Podcast, and I'm your host, Amy Jensen. Everybody, how are you today? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Puppy Training Podcast. I really appreciate you being here. Today, we are talking about drop it. Do you feel like this should be called the dreaded drop it? It can feel that way sometimes, I think. But today, I want to offer you a few ideas of how you can make this actually a fun thing for your dog. But first, I recently added a podcast roadmap to our site. You can visit our site, click podcast from our menu bar. There'll be a little form that you can fill out and you'll get a free roadmap. This will help you if you are just joining me. Maybe you just found this podcast and you are looking for a good place to begin. You'll notice I talk about anything and everything puppies in random order, trying to keep things fun on the podcast. So if you have a new dog and are beginning your training journey, go check out that roadmap. It would be useful to know what order to begin listening in, right? So I created the roadmap just for you. Check it out today. All right, drop it. Okay, how well does your dog know this one? Now, some dogs are happy to release whatever they have, while others clamp their jaws down, like the jaws of death, right? And refuse to let go. The difference most likely is the former were taught the value in letting go. They realize it's worth it to let go, right? That's the key to drop it. Make it rewarding for your dog. Help them see the value in letting go of what they have by making sure they always get something awesome in return, right? We make it worthwhile for them to let go of this because look what you get over here. This is awesome. Um, We find that you know, not bribing them out of that, but really throwing a party and a diversion works much better. Okay. So we pay for good behavior and then that behavior gets repeated in future instances. So let's just talk fetch for a minute. Okay. When we play fetch, we need the dog to eventually drop the toy. So the two are connected. Um, I like fetch as a fun way to exercise my dog. My dogs happen to love it. If your dog doesn't, we can find a new activity for them. But a lot of dogs love chasing a toy. It's because they love that chase and the capture. But do they let go or bring it back to you? Maybe that's where we're struggling with this game of fetch. Now, one way to help your dog want to let go is by swapping the first toy out with a second. When first starting this, I like to use two very similar or the same toys if I can. So if you are playing with tennis balls, for example bring several out with you, right? Three, four, five tennis balls. They all look the same. If you're playing with a squeaky toy, get two of them that look and feel similar, right? Long and furry. Are they crinkly? Keep them as similar as you can, or as mentioned, the same. We don't want one to be more valuable than the other, or your dog will keep hold of their favorite and not be motivated by the second. Can you see where I'm going with this? So it's important to use toys that are similar enough that they're both valuable to the dog and equally valuable to the dog. Now to start, show your dog the first toy. I like to wiggle that thing around, squeak it, crunch it, whatever you can do to make it exciting, right? Really sell it to your dog. Notice I said exciting to them. Sometimes we think we are doing things that are exciting when our dog could care less right? So do your best to spark interest with them in ways they find fun, 
What do they enjoy? I like to hide the toy and pop it back out. That often works well with many dogs. Once they want the toy, toss it away from you. As soon as they reach the toy, I take off running in the opposite direction away from them. I keep going, even as you slow down, that's okay, but keep moving so that they catch all the way up to you. You're just enticing them to just keep chasing me. I'm the new chase, right? Then I pop out the next toy. Hey, look at this super fun toy, right? And I make it exciting and fun. Unpredictable is a good way to think of making a toy fun. And the second my dog releases the first toy, I mark yes, and I toss the second toy. Okay, so I capture their interest. Uh, They move away from me because they're chasing something, the toy, and it's fun. As they're chasing the toy and they start to head my direction, I take off running. I become the new chase game. They catch up to me and I pop out this new fun, exciting toys, wiggling it, squeaking it, whatever you want to do. The dog drops whatever they have in their mouth and I toss the second toy. So from there, you're going to repeat this pattern. I find playing fetch four to six times is ideal. And then I walk away and we go do something else. At that point, if my dog is still wanting to play, they most likely will bring me their toy to say, hey, let's keep going. What are you doing? Why aren't you throwing my toy again? So I notice that some clients try to overdo fetch or training for that matter. They try to do too many repetitions at once and the dog loses interest. I like to check in often with my dog to see, hey, are you still enjoying this activity? Walking away is a good way to find out. I do this with tug as well, by the way. I'll play tug for 20, 30 seconds, and then I drop the toy and walk away. If my dog follows me and brings me their toy, I know they are still interested and they want to keep playing. This works for petting too. Sometimes we try to over-pet our dogs, right? I know I'm getting a little off topic, but go with me for a minute. Try petting your dog for three seconds and then stop. Do they want you to continue? Or are they like, thank you for stopping touching, okay? Just things to be aware of, things to think about. Doing these types of things helps you get to know your dog and their preferences better. Let's go back to drop it. Can you see how the multiple toys will be useful in getting your dog to release toys? Notice to the dog, the focus, this is important, is not on dropping the item, but getting a new fun item, right? We're helping their brain focus on what they're going to get versus what they currently have. Yet, it serves our purpose in getting them to drop it. The dog wins. They get something awesome in return without realizing they are actually giving something up. They care more about what they might be getting. Now, on that note, we often accidentally, inadvertently, whatever you want to call it, make the item we want back being dropped the main focus of our attention, right? So, My dog has a sock. I focus on the sock. My dog has a stick. I focus on the stick, right? It's just human nature to naturally probably go that way. But I want you to start to train your brain differently because notice that if I'm focused on the item that I want dropped, this can in turn cause my dog to see that item as really valuable and exciting, right? Look at all of this attention they're getting for this item. I want the sock back. I want the piece of bark back, the wrapper back, et cetera. Our focus is on that item. And guess what? So is our dogs. If we can change that, we will find more success with drop it. For example, if I know my dog has a sock, I do not give any attention to the sock, but instead I'll walk past them with a piece of cheese or a piece of meat in my hand, just enough for them to think, wow, that smells good. I want what she has. They come over to me. They drop the sock on their own. I can now feed them, you know, pencil eraser size piece of delicious food. It doesn't have to be huge but it's not about the sock to my dog. 
right? I paid no attention to the sock, even though in my brain, I'm thinking my dog has a sock. I really want them to drop it. What I'm teaching my dog is I'm focused on this meat and cheese. Would you like some meat and cheese? Right. And as I walk by them again, I'm not bribing them to come get it. I'm not dangling the carrot saying, Hey, do you want this? I'm not asking them that question. I'm just walking past like, Hey, this is cool. I'm going over here and throwing a party with this little piece of meat and cheese. When they come over to check out the party that's happening and they get rewarded with the meat or cheese, notice to them, it's now about the meat and cheese, not the fact that they dropped the sock. But to me, that's ultimately what I wanted, right? I wanted that sock to be dropped. Now let's think back to the toy and fetch. When they run back to you, don't focus on the toy they have and try to get that toy back. Instead, focus on the toy in your hand. Make the toy in your hand the exciting toy. And then once your puppy lets go of the first toy, toss the second one, the one that you have, as it is the new exciting thing. Note how your dog dropped the toy you wanted them to, which was your goal all along, but that was not your point of focus according to your dog's perspective. Kind of fun to think about, right? Okay, go give that a try this week. See if you can train your brain to focus on what you want your dog to get instead of what they currently have. But recognize in doing so, you actually get the item you want back. Sounds crazy, I know, but it works. You guys have a great week and happy training. If you have a question about anything you heard on this podcast or any other puppy training question, visit my site, baxterandbella.com to contact me. 